Okay, so we've all heard of those Dremel tools. You know what I'm talking about. You can use them to make like the Pinewood Derby car or maybe like taking down your dog's nails or you can cut through steel even with these. And now, guess what? The Dremel tool, it has Bluetooth. Never thought you'd have a Dremel tool with Bluetooth, right? Well, now you can connect. This is the model number. The 8260 to your phone through the app. And it's super handy. It tells you like which accessory and which RPM that you need to like cut through specific materials. You also get notifications on your phone if the battery is about to die or if the tool is overheating. Yeah, that's always important. Um, $169. And it works great if you're a pirate. Because if you're a pirate, you can easily set up a Bluetooth Dremel tool. Just pair it with your phone. Oh, that was a bad one. Hey, welcome to Tech Refresh. It's your weekly fun show about all things digital. I'm Kim Commando, and joining me, as always, every week, we have Ellie Seligman. She's our amazing content queen. Hello there, Allie. Hello. And then we have Ben Bradley. He is our trusty news director and our bad boy battery guy. That's right. The Baron <laughs> of batteries. Sorry, Ben. Yes. Yeah. And Matt Huffle, he is our internet scout, our dedicated millennial, because he's always here to make us sound hip and cool. Right, Matt? I can do that, I think. (laughs) And just a reminder, as you're listening to rate, review, subscribe, and follow Tech Refresh, and always leave a couple of kind words, because, you know, people start looking for podcasts inside Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever, and they always look at the reviews. So that's why we want to make sure that you give us a great five-star review and say some good words about us. And Tech Refresh is brought to you by thecurrentnewsletter.com. Tech news, great tips. You're going to love it. And you'll be up to date in five minutes or less. Delivered to your inbox for free twice a week. Sign up now and you can see a sample over at thecurrentnewsletter.com. That's thecurrentnewsletter.com. I actually got an email from some guy this past week and said he went to T-H-E-E, currentnewsletter.com. I'm like, <laughs> no, not that. It's thecurrentnewsletter.com. Uh, let's go ahead and start with the news, some important tech developments to keep you in the know. And Allie, you're up first. All right. iOS 15.2 is here. So this isn't one of the like 0.2, point whatever, where it's just like very minimal or bug fixes. There's actually some new features. Before we get into the features, we hear a lot. Is it safe for me to update my computer, my phone, whatever, right away, right when the new update comes out? Yes. Now, when it's Windows, <laughs> I normally say, wait a little while. Let everybody else figure out the bugs. Um, save yourself some trouble. My general thought is that with iOS, you're pretty good to go right from the beginning. Now, I use a Huawei, as we all know. The rest of you are on iPhone. So tell me if I'm wrong here, but I generally think they're fine. Just update your iPhone. Um, Yeah, you just update it. Although I will tell you, because after all, I mean, no, I am America's digital goddess, is that I'm on the beta iOS all the time. And so every once in a while, something with the beta just like malfunctions. Like a couple of weeks ago, I got in my car and for whatever the reason, Apple CarPlay was like, it was just like vomiting on me. It was like, it is just (laughs) not going to work. So if you're on the beta, just expect it. But generally, you're okay. You're good to go. Yeah, those public public releases, you're probably fine. Okay, what are the big standout settings? One that I think is great is the app privacy report. There have been a lot of privacy updates over the past few years with Apple. This one is an easy way to see which apps have accessed things like your location, your microphone, your photos, your network activity. Um, That's an easy one to find. Settings, privacy, and then look for the app privacy report. Definitely work looking at and seeing how nosy all of your apps are. 
Yeah. The Digital Legacy Program. This one is not the most pleasant to talk about, but I think it's important. This is basically giving you a way that you can designate someone after you pass who can take over your account. Um, they'll need a special code that you give them ahead of time, and they'll need a death certificate, which is actually pretty common for most online platforms when yes. someone tries to take over your account. Um, but that is a good one. One that's been a little controversial, a new warning message in messages. This is for kids. So if the phone or iPad is designated to a minor, if they get a, a message that has some kind of nudity attached to it in some way, there will be a warning. Yeah, originally parents were supposed to get that same warning if their kid got this message, but somewhere along the way that fell off and now just the kid gets it. Hmm. Well, I actually read something this morning that said information about this has been quietly removed from Apple's website because they're getting a lot of pushback about it. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if Apple actually says, yeah, we're going to go ahead and move forward with it. Because all the people are saying like, oh, well, this means that Apple's looking at every one of my photos, looking at every one of my pictures. And then what about my privacy? And, you know, Apple's always like, yeah, privacy is like number one for us. Kind of like, you know, they're big tech. (laughs) Sure. Uh, Okay. But we'll see where that kind of pans out. But, you know, um, always we're going to keep you up to date about that. But now you also have news about AirTags. Yes, indeed. So if you remember, Kim, you talked about, we had a story about how car thieves were actually using air tags to attach them to people's cars and then they'd follow you home, steal your car, or people might slip them in your purse or just track you otherwise. And if you didn't have an iPhone to see if there was a weird air tag around you, well, you were kind of out of luck. Okay. Apple realized, yes, this is the problem. And maybe they were listening, right, to Tech Refresh. They heard us. And so there's a new app. It's called <laughs> Track Detect. And this is for anybody that doesn't have an iPhone or an iPad. You can download it and then do a scan and see if there's an AirTag oh. around you that is oh, not well, with handy. its owner. Good. Um, the annoying part is that it's not automatic. So it's not you're not going to get a notification on your phone that, hey, uh. there's an AirTag around you. You have to open up and you have to do a scan. So that's not great, but it's better than nothing, I guess. Um, a couple notes, it will take um, about 10 minutes for your phone to alert you um, if it finds one. Oh, and then, really? Yeah. And then, I mean, 10 minutes is a long time. I yeah. mean, if you're getting stalked, I mean, that's a long time. It is a long time. Another note, it might take up to 15 minutes after a tracker is separated from its owner for it to show up in the app as not associated with a person. That's, I imagine, in place so that you're not getting these notifications all the time if, you know, the person next to you at the grocery store has one on their keys. Um, So, again, not great, better than nothing, and we'll see what happens. Hmm. Um, With this release, of course, Apple had this whole spiel about, you know, we're leading privacy and security. (laughs) It it does kind of make you wonder, like, well, shouldn't you have thought about all this before you put out the ear tags in the first place? Yeah, I mean, when somebody said, like, okay, so not everybody in the universe has an iPhone. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, just like, I mean, aside from Allie, who has Huawei, I mean, there are some people that have like Samsung and Google Pixels. and But I'll tell you, those AirTags are phenomenal. I mean, if you want to track things, like I have one like on my car keys, Barry's car keys, uh, Barry's briefcase. We have one on Abby. We have every one of Barry's cars. Uh, we have one on Barry's butt. I mean, you know, <laughs> literally. I mean, if you're is somebody in your life who like loses things, I mean, I'm not throwing, you know, Barry under the bus. I'm just saying that I do spend, I used to spend an inordinate amount of time like helping him find things. And now I just say, oh, here, look on your phone. <laughs> it's right there. Yes. That's and it nice. even makes noises, even makes noises. 
Um, so you get like four edge heads for like a hundred bucks, size of a quarter, nickel, whatever you want to look at. And they are pretty phenomenal. All right, Ben, now we're going to move from Apple to Windows. And all I have is that it's pretty technical. Oh, it's it's pretty bad. I mean, it's we're in the midst of what could be like the biggest hack in history. Dun, dun, dun. We'll add music in the public, okay? <laughs> you know, because there are well, that vulnerabilities. Was, that was, that, you know what? That was, wait, Ben, that was really good. Maybe we don't need the music in the post. Okay, <laughs> do that again. But let's, let's you know, give it some more bass. Give it some more umph, okay? Cool. Okay, you ready? Dun, dun, dun. Okay, say it again, Ben. So this could no, go the, down do the whole thing, like, as the biggest yes. hack in history. <gasps> Let that sink in. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dum, 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 dum. <laughs> Dum 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 dum. We'll have to do that. It's we'll like do law that and order. better in rehearsal. Yeah, yeah dun, something dun, like that. Dun. All right. So yeah. So this is a big yeah, hack. I mean, all right. Tell us all about it. And it, it's it's so encompassing because you know there are vulnerabilities. There are zero days and all sorts of security flaws you hear about affecting computers and phones. This is different. This involves a piece of open source code called Log4j, oh. and it's extremely common. It's used in software and hardware. All the major companies: Apple, Google, Amazon. You know, the flaw itself is called Log4Shell, and it's basically put hundreds of millions of devices and systems at risk. And like I said, what could be one of, if not the biggest internet hacks the world has ever seen, and it's already being exploited. And, you know, I, mean, what exact, are, I mean, we have hundreds of millions of computers that have this, but oh, to, what's happening behind the scenes? Yeah, well, there are already, like, these numbers will change, but 850,000 attacks on servers, and we're talking about... Uh, Bitcoin mining. We're talking about botnets. We're talking about just trying to infiltrate the systems to spread malware, and it's it's being used for companies, government agencies, anything using this code, which unfortunately is so common. And you know, if there's any good news from this right now, it's that these attacks aren't going after individuals. But that doesn't mean we're in the clear. You have all these companies trying to roll out patches for the, this vulnerability, and many already have, but there are probably countless agencies, companies, whatever, that don't even know whether or not they even use this code and are trying to piece together what to do. And these could be firms you do business with that might be storing your personal information, your credit card numbers, anything like that. And once, you know, basically anything that's stored on a web server anywhere that isn't patched is going to be at risk. And so right now we all have to face, as this unravels, we have to be ready for the possibility that our personal information could be exposed once again in data breaches from this flaw. So, you know, take stock, check your passwords, watch your bank records, make sure you're running the highest level of security possible on basically all of your online accounts and your devices. That's what you can do right now as we watch this unfold. Okay. So Ben, as you were saying, we have to watch our bank records, make sure everything's secure, change our passwords. I mean, this is something that's really big and don't take it. Don't take light of it. I mean, this is a big, big breach. It's a big problem. And unfortunately, we're not going to hear about the repercussions until probably it's too late, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, and, and the things that you do to kind of mitigate or try to prevent is what you should be doing anyway, just because breaches are so common. This one is just on such a high level. There's really no, you know, we don't know how bad it can get as it continues. Exactly. Now, one of the stories that I ran across this past week, and you know, I'm a car gal. I love cars. And so whenever there's something like cars and tech, it totally gets my attention. Aside from the fact that 
I still have not been able to order my Ford Lightning 150. I mean, that's the electric F-150 that I've been on wait for, I don't know, like six, seven months. And of course, my son Ian's like, are you okay? I mean, you ordered like a F-150. <laughs> I mean, is this really something? I mean, you know, do we need to talk? But anyway, about cars and tech. So this past week, Toyota came out and they said, all right. So, you know that key fob that you have with your car that opens and unlocks the car and also, like, turns on the alarm or whatever? And you know that whole system that works? Well, from now on, if your car was manufactured past November 2018, is that it's going to cost you $8 a month. That's right. $8 a month for you to use the key fob in your Toyota just to open and unlock the car door. Okay. Isn't that ridiculous? Well, it's really ridiculous, and I agree. But when you think about it, cars are just what? what? Roving computers, right? I mean, that's all they are, just computers on wheels. They're not the first one. If you want to use the super-duper Tesla full auto driving and auto parking capabilities, that's going to set you back $200 a month. Okay. Now, BMW, they have their own subscription-based thing. I love this. In their words, they say that they're going to digitally personalize your car. Okay. Okay. That sounds really good. Like, wouldn't you want to digitally personalize your car? Okay. When you get into it, it's just that BMW is going to charge you a monthly fee to have heated seats or air conditioned seats, things like that. Uh, look for GM and Mercedes Benz. They're going to get into the subscription model too next year. Um, I heard that look at the Mercedes EQ, which is the electric Mercedes that they're coming out next year is that if you want to have real-wheel real, real drive, is that you're going to have to pay like a couple hundred bucks a month just for that too, people, or even like safety features. People are going to find a way to, you know, jailbreak this and just take that out of the car and do whatever they want with it, like immediately. You're right. They're going to totally hack this. Yeah. And then, you know, and then it'll be all over Reddit saying, all you have to do is like, you know, press this button three times yeah. and, you know, wiggle your toes and wiggle your <laughs> nose and then download this and pay, you know, get a Raspberry Pi and you'll be able to do whatever you want. Uh, but moving on, you know, memorabilia is hot online. Now, here's an example of why you should save everything. And maybe this caught my attention because as you guys and gals know that, you know, I sold a house that I've lived in for 17 years. And that means that I am uncovering every single thing that I've saved over time. Like, for example, I posted over on LinkedIn and on Instagram my first business card. Did you guys see it? Mm -hmm. okay, it was yeah. from I IBM. And I was so proud of that card. It was like Kim A. Commando, product assistant, you know. And then I also found um, my business card from Popular Mechanics. And I haven't posted that one yet. Because here, let me ask you real quick. I know this is like totally not part of Tech Refresh. So I have debated whether or not posting my business card of Popular Mechanics because there's a story associated with that one. Is that a higher up person at Popular Mechanics, and I was their tech editor, wanted me to meet him at his South Carolina beach house mm. for a long weekend. And he was married. And I, of course, said, no, I don't think so. And subsequently, about three months later, I lost my job at Popular Mechanics. Mm. So, oh, my gosh. So I'm thinking maybe I should just post that without naming names, of course, but... Um, maybe it was just a coincidence. 
Not really sure. But anyway, this is one example of why you should save everything. A Boston-based auction house, RR Auctions, they sold an unusual piece of celebrity memorabilia. University of Pennsylvania papers that were graded by Elon Musk. Okay, the papers <laughs> were written in 1995 by a student, his name Brian Thomas. They were graded by Elon Musk because he was a teacher's assistant for Professor Miles Bass at the University of Pennsylvania's Wharton oh, School of Business. So the papers are marked, graded, and initialed by Musk, who etched only one comment on the documents. The word was graphic in response to some profanity that was used by the student, and the papers sold for $7,753. Yes, moly. Wow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, speaking of grades, I have to share this note that I got from Mark in Seattle. He says, hey, Kim. My daughter wants a new iPhone for her birthday. I told her that she's going to get one as long as she gets good grades. She does her chores. She follows the house rules. Otherwise, she's going to get a cheaper phone because, as I told her, it's my way or the Huawei. <laughs> get it? My way or the Huawei. Yeah, I know. That's a pretty bad one. To that, I say, Mark, why do stormtroopers only have iPhones? Because they couldn't find the Androids that were looking <laughs> Hey, stay right where you are. Coming up on Tech Refresh, you don't want to miss it. We have some insider secrets and tips that are going to make you sound smarter, so stay right where you are. Hey, welcome back to Tech Refresh. It's your weekly fun podcast about all things digital, and this is part of the show where we tell you about insider secrets and tips so you're smarter on zoom calls and these are party tricks that you can use to impress your family members and friends and just a quick reminder if you haven't already sign up for the current newsletter get tech news straight to your inbox and be up to date in five minutes or less you can see a sample and sign up right now at thecurrentnewsletter.com all right i'm going to go first this week and if you're expecting some house guests it's bound to happen you know what it is they come over they ask for chargers and then they ask for bum 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 the Wi-Fi password. That's right. And it's there's an easy way for you to let people get on your home Wi-Fi. You can just simply type the network name and a password in like a Word doc, Google doc. You print it up. You put it in a nice picture frame. But instead, I love this. I've talked about this before, but it's worth mentioning again. You can make your own QR code. Yes, the same technology that restaurants are using to show you the menus uh, you can go to QRCodeMonkey.com. That's the address, QRCodeMonkey.com. Select Wi-Fi. You put in your network name and password, and then, of course, you click Create QR Code. You download that and you print it, and then this is where people will be totally amazed because all your guests have to do is point their device's camera at the QR code that you have in the picture frame. Bingo. They are logged into your network automatically. The site, again, is QRCodeMonkey.com. All right, Ben, try to beat that with a great tip. Okay, well, think about all the photos we take, the good, the bad, you know, the unnecessary. And how many of you have had those situations where you've taken that, it's that almost perfect photo, aside from some rando who wandered into the background <laughs> or another object that's just distracting from the, the subject matter? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone, right? yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. All the time. Well, okay, let you know, set aside Photoshop because first of all, it's not the easiest software to learn. <sighs> and that's God, if you can even nightmare. afford it. Yeah. yeah. Well, instead, we came across an online tool that can remove objects from your photos in as little as 30 seconds. It's, no. uh, it's called Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's called cleanup.pictures, and that's also how you navigate to the site. Drop an image into the editor. 
then use this uh, brush tool to cover the person, the object, or area you're trying to get rid of, and then click the button. That's it. Now, you should know it's not perfect, at least not at first. I used the tool on a couple of the site stock photos, including one where there's an image of a desk with all kinds of stuff on it. I used the brush tool to remove a book, and the first time I did it, it kind of left this shadowy area on the desk. But when I brushed over that area again and then one more time, it actually looked like it had not, never been there. <laughs> Which is really now, cool. so this is a great tip, not just because of the desk and the book and the person, is that routinely we get email from people say, all right, you know, there's those family photos and, <laughs> uh, you know, my husband was a great guy 15 years ago, but now he's just a jerk. So how do I get rid of him or the wife or the kid or whatever it is? And so does it work for people pretty well? It, it does, depending on the sophistication of the background. You know, if you've got a lot going on in the background, it may it may make it look a little murky or like a, you know, like a like a painting almost. So it really depends on that. It does work. Uh, you know, once you're happy with the results, you just download. And the best part is it's free if you're okay with the images just being processed at 720p resolution. Oh. If you want 2K, no compression. Uh, there's Cleanup Pro, which is five bucks a month or 24 a year. Uh, as far as privacy goes, the About section on the site stresses. Images are not stored on their servers, and they are immediately deleted once they're processed. Again, it's called cleanup.pictures. We have all the details and some of the examples over at commando.com. You know, that's really a good tip. You almost, I mean, almost. 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 All right. How about you, Allie? Can you beat it? Well, I'm going to save everybody some money. So, yeah, let's see. Okay, I print a lot this time of year. Um, recipes, um, lists, labels, all kinds of stuff. I don't know. It's like once holidays hit, I'm printing more than ever. And maybe you've never thought about the fact that the font you choose can actually make a big difference in how much ink you use and then how much money you spent. Wow. Okay. So it's obvious, right? If you think about a really big blocky font, yeah, that's going to be more black ink. Um, the worst font to use to print and we're talking like common fonts here, right? Oh, okay. Is Arial. Huh. Who knew? And everybody uses Arial. Every website yeah. almost uses, or like a version of Arial, like Helvetica, right? Exactly. I mean, they all it's, look the same. It's everywhere. So if you're printing directly from a website. Um, now, the best font to use when printing, because it's the thinnest, uses the least ink, is Times New Roman. You'll get huh. almost 30% more out of your ink using Times New Roman over Arial. Um, second is Calibri, which is another popular one. It's not very professional looking. Um, so if you're printing something that you need, you know, to look really nice, uh, Century Gothic is another good one mm. that you can use. Times New Roman, Century Gothic, Skip Ariel. Um, I mean, for your own, you know, kind of notes or lists or stuff around your house there, who cares? Just, just use the, the cheapest one, right? That's <laughs> what I'm going with. You know, and, and, you know, and speaking of fonts, I hate it when we get a resume and it's in Comic Sans. <laughs> Okay. It's like, really? Okay. Gotta do yours in like, Joker Man. No. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, nobody should use Comic Sans. It shouldn't even be a font. I mean, no. you know, I always have trouble picking a font. I mean, I, every font I look at, I think, you know, mm. nope, that's not my type. Oh, oh. okay. Yikes. Hey, listen, we're talking about Tech Refresh. It is a great podcast, but don't forget that you can get other Commando podcasts. We have Kim Commando Explains, of course, and we have our digital life hack, and our daily tech update, 60 seconds a day, and you are totally up to date. So make sure you go ahead and search for Commando with a K, of course. Yes, 
I know. People are saying, oh, I guess you go commando. Uh, uh. Mm. <laughs> that, like forever. Uh, just make sure that you sign up for the Digital Life Hack Daily Tech Update as well. And now it's time for America's favorite podcast game show sensation. It's called You Choose the Fake News. Why? Because fake news, false information stories, they all create this buzz. And a good headline is everywhere. We're talking about clickbait. But as we start scrolling through these endless stories in our feeds, we want you to keep an eye out for the fake news. So that's why we want to keep you on your toes. We want to keep you up to date. And this week, it's Allie's turn to stump us. And Allie's going to have two real headlines and one fake one. And it's up to all of us to decide which is the fake story. Okay, Allie, take it away. All right. Story number one. I don't know about you, but I always seem to have a problem solving CAPTCHAs where you have to find, you know, the pictures of the crosswalk or the buses. I feel like I always get it wrong. And apparently I'm not alone because researchers at the University of Colorado Boulder did a study. They used Google's reCAPTCHA, which is probably the one that we all interact with the most. They analyzed around 10,000 versions of the test, which tells if you're a bot or not. And they found that about 6% of the time, the CAPTCHAs were actually just wrong. Like the pictures didn't fit the criteria. But get this, it's actually closer to about 15% of the time that most reasonable humans would get at least one box wrong. So take solace, it is not just you. <laughs> Even Story. if, you know what, I, I would love that to be true. Because <laughs> sometimes, I think, you know what, you're right. We all sit there and we go, okay, I hit every stupid bus. Yeah. Okay? I got the motorcycles. Why? What else do you want me to <laughs> do? Traffic lights or, are there. Yeah. Oh, you know what, the traffic lights, Ben. I hate the traffic lights. I mean, well, it's like... The, it's you, always like, counted, do I yeah. get, do I get this part of it? Do I just need the light? Yeah. What do, I do? yeah. Exactly. So I was just gonna say. I mean, do is it does just part of the traffic light count, or do I have to get the whole thing? All right. Okay. Story number two. Number two. Very good news for those of us who are bad at remembering to charge our phones. IBM and Samsung reported a new breakthrough that could allow phone batteries to hold a charge for a week. Um, I won't get into the nitty gritty too much, but basically, it's a change on how the transistors are aligned on semiconductor chips, and it could reduce energy usage by 85%. Uh, this isn't just for cell phones either. The companies both say that this could reduce energy needed to do things like mine cryptocurrency or encrypt data. So big implications here, less energy, smaller carbon footprint. So good news all around. Okay. Story number three. This is hard. Mm. Story number three. Number three. Are you feeling lucky? A guy in Maryland says he won $100,000 because he was feeling a little bit impatient. So he was at the grocery store and he remembered that he had a winning scratcher ticket in his pocket that he needed to redeem. Not for that much. So he got in line and then he got annoyed because the person in front of him was taking forever. He went to the convenience store next door and he bought a couple scratch offs from the counter. He scratched one right there, and wouldn't you know it, he won $100,000. So maybe a little uh, impatience pays off. Okay. All right. So we have the captures, the battery, and the winning lottery ticket. Okay. So uh, let's start with you, Matt. Okay. I wanted to point out that if Ben think? gets this wrong again, then he's lost two battery reported ones. So... <laughs> Uh, keeping stats on that hey, too, huh? Uh, you're the battery baron bad guy of batteries, so you just, you know, I'm, I'm making sure. Uh, okay, so CAPTCHA's phone battery and man wins 100K from being impatient. Um, 
I'm pretty sure the CAPTCHAs are correct, because I know that CAPTCHAs are getting harder. Uh, there's actually a video over on commando.com if you want to go check it out about CAPTCHAs being more difficult. Um, the phone battery seems like such huge implications that I might have heard about it if it was true. But the impatient man wins all the money seems like a story that Allie would make up. So... Oh, why? Why? Uh, why I feel like Allie would be that? sitting in a grocery store before this episode and be like, hey, this would be a really funny story if I went and won a hundred grand. Um, but <laughs> that being said, I'm going to go with the phone battery story as the as the fake one. Oh, what do you think, Ben? I'm going to say that one is real. The battery. Okay. You know, I think it's uh, definitely within the realm of possibility, and I wouldn't be surprised if, at the very least, it's in that stage where it's, you know, it exists. Now, I kind of go back and forth because there's there's sometimes that trickery, you know, like the capture thing sounds totally legit, whereas the other one, the the guy who won 100000 sounds like it's kind of off the wall. So you would think that's the one that's fake, right? Right. But, you know, you do a little reverse psychology, and no, that mm. one's probably the real, the real one, and the one that sounds real is this is so. deep. Yeah, yeah. Wow. No. Yes. I'm gonna go I mean, with you the know what? Being fake. you know what, you're going for it, Ben. He's you know what, he does not want to lose again. <laughs> um, I am going to go with the captcha as the fake story because I feel like the guy winning the lottery that would be just like a great feel good story. I think I read something about the big battery breakthrough. Sorry, Matt. Dang. So I'm going to go with number one. So so here you have us, Allie. You know, you have Matt with story number two. You have Ben and me. We are going with the caption. Well, two of you are correct. Yes, uh, the caption story is fake. Dang well, it. Yes. But man, <laughs> so doesn't that sound believable? Yeah. Yes, it did sound. It did sound <gasps> believable. Captions are yeah, getting I harder. I'd get I thought I'd get you with that one. That was good. You had percentages well, okay. and... I know you had a lot of numbers thrown in there. You know, there's there's a, a guy who watches the show. And when we play Brand New or Not True on the Kim Commando show, is that he says that he can look at me and he knows by mm -hmm. my mannerisms which story is, which product is the real product, just because I look differently. So maybe when we start throwing in all these stats, Allie, maybe that's like the big mm. giveaway that is fake one maybe that's what it is she's a whole bunch okay, of technical um, stuff in the second one too she was like transistors and blah 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 and that's why i thought that that was the one too <laughs> the transistors okay so for blah, my blah, next blah. next time it's my turn i'm gonna have stats and possibly transistors in every story <laughs> so that you can't use that against me excellent yes. excellent you know i tried to research the other day what the term confirmation bias really means and all i found was a bunch of fake news so i just stopped reading <laughs> mm. Hey, listen, you want to stay right where you are because coming up, Matt is our dedicated internet scout and he's got Spider-Man and Bing Bong and Porch Pirates and, and he's going to use all three of them in one sentence. So stay right where you are. <laughs> hey, welcome back to Tech Refresh. It's your weekly fun podcast about all things digital. Just a quick reminder, make sure that you sign up for The Current Newsletter. Head over to thecurrentnewsletter.com. No ads, it's free. You'll be up to date in five minutes or less. Plus, at the end, there's always a fun joke. And you want to sign up right now over at thecurrentnewsletter.com. All right, Matt, this is part of Tech Refresh where you take over and you impress us with your knowledge, your acumen, your, your, your great communication skills. Yeah. Because... 
you're going to tell us what's happening on the web that everybody's talking about. All right, number one. Okay, so Spider-Man No Way Home comes out shortly, and it has broken tons of records before it even has hit theaters. So as soon as tickets came on sale a few weeks ago, uh, those ticket websites crashed, and they kept crashing (laughs) for days when those tickets were on pre-sale. So much so that people were selling these tickets online on scalping websites for hundreds of dollars because they couldn't get the tickets on these ticket oh. websites. So Okay, let me just pause here. So I'm like I want to see this movie. I'm probably not going to the movie theater to see it right now, but why are people so crazy for this? Um I think it's because of all the rumors that have been floating around this movie. There's supposed to be, you know, twists and turns and it's supposed to be a whole bunch of uh, you know, tricks like they're gonna unexpected mm. twists so i think that people are, are excited about people that. are just bored sure and it's the first big <laughs> big big marvel movie to come out in, in a while so yeah that's true okay well you know in spider-man has a great side job as a web developer i don't know if you guys <laughs> knew that mm-hmm. Ouch. Right there. okay right now this one i uh, this is all i see yep bing bong yeah track. bing bong right you have to do it like that so uh, oh, if you're wait, at, do that again. How do you bing, do it again? Bing, bang, like that. Like you're in New York. You got to throw in the New York accent or New Jersey. Oh, so, okay. All right. I'm sorry. from, I, like, I, I'm from New Jersey. I know. I can do that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. Bing, bong. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. this is a trend that's all over the internet right now. They're making Christmas songs out of it and celebrities are making songs out of it. So there's this show. It's a little one minute uh, where this guy walks up and talks to people while on the street and it's called Side Talk. And they did an episode in Coney Island that just blew up so i wanted to bring this up while you're at christmas dinner with your family and you have kids around or grandkids around their gen z and you just say bing bong to them just like that they'll know exactly what you're talking about (laughs) god it's so offensive it's so annoying the way that you say it's very annoying but that's the whole thing ali you try it ali you try it let's see Okay, no, you're still too happy. Let's do it one more time. Be a Bing little bong. bit angry. Okay, how about you, Ben? Come on, give it all you got. With the, the New York or Jersey? Oh, yeah. Boston, yes, right? go ahead. Whatever. Bing Just... bong. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so what, like, where did it originate, Matt? Like, what? Right, so there was this one-minute little show that was on TikTok, and it was called Side Talk. And like I said, they went to Coney Island for one, and it was just the most hilarious episode. I'm not going to go through everything they say in that episode, because there's a lot of cursing. Um, But, you know, they go through, and there's these guys, you know, people are, like, dressed in, like, really crazy outfits and not wearing shirts with really short shorts and rollerblades on. Um, And it's just, like, insanity. But for some reason, TikTok just went nuts over it and has turned it into, like, this whole thing. So, (laughs) I'll have, you know what, when I see Ian... I'll just go bang bong and see what he says, you know, and he'll be like, mom, how do you know? Yeah. That? Okay. Uh, number three, porch pirates. Right. What's going on with them? So there is a very popular YouTuber. His name's Mark Rober. And every year he builds these contraptions that are meant to catch porch pirates in their tracks. Basically what they are is they are fake electronics that look like they're worth a lot of money and they're put on people that are aware of its porches and then they're trying to catch porch pirates. And when they porch pirates open it up, it sprays glitter all over them and then pours out oh, fart yeah, the spray. Glitter bombs. Exactly. The glitter bombs. So he put out his fourth version just came out the other day. Um, and he was able to 
even make it even bigger. So now instead of just them lifting it up, it has pistons that as soon as they start to lift it up, it shoots it up in the air. And then it has a car horn built into it now. So it plays the car horn really loud. <laughs> uh, so and it records them in the whole nine. So while there's a lot of these bad things, he has noticed that when he puts it on like those community mailboxes, 80% of the time it gets returned to the actual owner. So it gets doesn't get stolen. Nice. Oh, his his YouTube good. channel is so great. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. What, what's his name for everybody again? Mark Rober. He's a how do you spell that? Uh, M A R K R O B E R. He was Rober. a NASA Mark scientist. Yeah. He's super smart. He's really funny. He's just he makes great videos. Yeah. Well, good job, Matt. Okay, now we all feel up to date and we are in the know with what everybody's talking about on the internet. Um, Allie, what's trending over at Commando.com? Oh, we've got some good ones. Okay. Of course, like we talked about, criminals are using air tags to steal cars. So we will show you what to do. And now with updated instructions, because if you have an Android, you can scan for those too. Um, Kim, you had a great column that's trending. It is things that you might be doing online that are against the law, and you might not even realize it. Which is not singing happy birthday. <laughs> All right. We're going to put that behind us. We're going to pretend okay. like that never happened. Um, yeah. Um we have got, this one has been trending over and over and over. And if you haven't done it, you need to do it now. The best way is to hide what you buy on Amazon so that you don't spoil the surprise. And then a little bad news. If you have direct TV, uh, prices are going up. So we've got the full list there of how much mm. they're going up. Uh, it's actually a fair bit for some of the plans. So if you use that, check it out. That's direct TV stream, by the way. Womp womp. You know, I think all the prices are going to be going up next year. I mean, I think oh, yeah. they're, you know, it's like, you know, mm -hmm. it's like they start here and then it's going to go like another dollar, another $3, another $4, whatever it may be. All right. Coming up, we always give out an email address so that if you want to give us feedback on the podcast, if you have any questions about what we're talking about, you know, and every once in a while we get a really great question. And so coming up, we have Ben's going to answer a listening, a listener question regarding the Jackery power stations and drones. So stay right where you are. Hey, welcome back to Tech Refresh. It's your weekly fun podcast about all things digital. And just a quick reminder, make sure that you rate, you review, and you follow this podcast. And don't forget to sign up for the current newsletter. We have over 50,000 people that get it every single week, twice a week, as a matter of fact. And the unsubscribe rate is like, I looked at it this morning, it's like 0.000002. I mean, like nobody unsubscribes. Once you get it, you love it. Head over to thecurrentnewsletter.com. All right, so now it's time for Ben Bradley to impress us with his knowledge because you actually got a question that was sent to podcasts at commando.com, and it was about the Jackery, power, batteries, drones. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, so question is about actually a couple of products I, I reviewed over the past few months. Two portable power stations from a company called Jackery. One was the Solar General 1500, or Solar Generator 1500, top tier power station, charge your phone dozens of times, power some major appliances during an outage, four solar panels, and it's 2700 bucks. The other one wow. is like the entry level, the Jackery Explorer 300, made for gadgets and some small appliances for 300 Well, this listener slash reader uh, reached out asking about a specific use case. He says he has several aerial drones, and for many of them, he has multiple batteries that charge via USB, and he's looking for a, a portable power station that would be 
well-suited for drone flyers. He could take out for a day and just continuously recharge the drone batteries while he's flying. Okay. Did a little research. First of all, I don't own any drones, but, you know, based on what? the... What? Well, well, wait. What? Yeah, wait. Well, all of our faces what? were shocked by that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wait. Ben doesn't own a drone? I don't own did, a drone. Did we just hear all that correctly? We heard. Yeah. Uh, we heard, right? I feel like it's lying. I mean, there's a, there's <laughs> yeah. a story. You know, a few years ago, we bought one for kid and you know he launched in the house and took a head off a statue so you know, <laughs> oh, God. You know. so then they've been banned by mom forever <laughs> yeah so you know we just we just i could drone on <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry i should have left that for you kid <laughs> no that's okay have at it anytime ben yeah no it's like so okay i don't own drones but i did some research some drone forums and you know for a day of drone flying i'm going to start by saying that 2700 dollar jackery is overkill. He mentioned his drones are smaller, some of them foldable, you know, so they don't have those massive power requirements. With that said, the Explorer 300 will work, but limitations, you know, only a couple USB ports. Uh, you'll have to use the AC outlets to help if you have adapters. And depending on the drone, it can only charge, you know, it can only charge these batteries up to five times before the power station has to be recharged. So I have a couple of recommendations that would suit you better if you're listening, and hopefully you are. Uh, the Jackery Explorer 500, which is a step up from that. I haven't reviewed it, but it has three USB ports, can charge certain drone batteries anywhere from six to nine times on a charge. It's 500. The other is from one of my other favorite gadget companies, Anchor, and it's the Anchor Powerhouse 2 uh, that I have reviewed. Uh, this one's a little more expensive, but it has four USB ports for your, all your drones. And according to the spec sheet, it can charge, a, for example, DJI Mavic 2 Air, 15 and a half times on a charge. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. So for the purpose, again, either the $500 Jackery Explorer 500 or the Anchor Powerhouse 2 for 700 and both work with solar panels. Well, I feel empowered. Yeah. How about you guys? Very empowered. I'm ready I mean, to go charge my drone batteries. Yeah. I have yeah. eight drones. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You can learn more about everything that Ben just mentioned over, of course, at commando.com with a K, of course. And we always like to leave you with a smile. So, so here's this week's Tech Refresh official ending joke. Okay. Guy goes into a bar and he looks at the bartender and says, hey, dude, what's the Wi-Fi password? And the bartender says, you need to buy a drink first. And the guy says, all right, you know, I'll just have a Coke. I don't feel like having a beer or anything. And the bartender says, is a Pepsi okay? And the guy says, sure. So how much is it? The bartender says, three bucks. And the guy says, well, here you go. So what's the Wi-Fi password? And the bartender says, you need to buy a drink first. No spaces, all over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's right. So thanks for joining us for Tech Refresh. And just a quick reminder to subscribe and follow, rate, and review the podcast. And while I got you, make sure that you also sign up for the current newsletter.com. If you have any comments, we'd love to hear from you. Just keep in mind that... Oh, I don't know. Eight to ten people will get your email, so you always want to make sure that you're kind and nice. And that's podcast at commando.com. And we'd love to hear from you. And don't forget, 24-7, you can find us over at commando.com. That's K-O-M-A-N-D-O.com. Commando.